Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl T and I am super excited to be back here with you guys again. Honestly, I can't tell you how grateful I am that you come back every week and we get to kick it during like these podcast episodes. It's so much fun and it's so cool. And I'm so grateful that I get to do this with you. So on this episode, we're going to talk to my good friend, Simone, and she's an online business owner. So she's going to share a bit about her story, her journey, uh, what she's learned from running an online business, how it all got started for her and some major, major takeaways from her process. So stay tuned. I know that you're really, really going to love this. And I know that it's really going to inspire you to get started on your business goals and, and to start like, you know, stepping out into the unknown. Because truthfully, I know that a lot of you guys have dreams to start your own business, right? You want to start a business. You want to write a book. You want to like make the next best album. Like you, you just have these really, really big goals that are associated with business. Because guess what? If you want to start, like if you want to write a book, that is connected to running your own business. If you want to publish your own album, that is connected to becoming a business owner. Okay. So like you might not see it that way. And trust me, I did not first. Like originally my biggest dream was to become an artist. And I wanted to like make music, create albums, travel the world, do all that stuff. And I thought that by living that way, I was being my own boss, but I didn't realize how like connected to entrepreneurship being an artist is. So even if you're a writer, you're like, you're signing up to be an entrepreneur. Even if you run a daycare, you're signing up to be an entrepreneur. So like, I want you guys to really, really take this episode seriously and look for the lessons in the different things that we discuss in this episode, because this girl is seriously on fire. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Oh, and by the way, I completely forgot to share this with you, but I don't want you to miss this. So I created a brand new mini course just for you goal getters who are ready to actually take action on your goal. So I know that COVID has been kind of distracting us and keeping us from being focused on, you know, the long-term vision and the long-term plans that we have for our lives. And so what I wanted to do to help us to get like the momentum going again is I created a brand new mini course that you can complete in less than one hour. Okay. It's that easy. So you can complete it in less than one hour and it's full of the basics that you need to actualize your goals. So I walk you through how to set a goal using the 90 day framework that I use to achieve all of my big goals. So people come to me and they ask me all the time, Hey T, how do you run a business, you know, manage multiple projects? and take care of your family all at the same time, right? <laughs> like, it's crazy. How do you do this? And so I always tell them, I'm not actually doing all of those things at the same time. <laughs> but um, the way that I'm able to manage all of these goals, because honestly, if I was doing them at the same time, I'd be going crazy. They're, they're like, I would be a walking zombie, right? Walking dead woman. But the way that I manage everything is that I use the 90-day framework to break my goal down into something that I can achieve daily. So I make it a part of my daily routine and that's what makes it easy for me to pursue it. So if you are interested, if this resonates with you, if this is like something that you have been 
waiting for and praying for and looking for, then your girl got you because I made it and it's free and it's ready for you. So if you're ready, it's ready and you can get started now. Just go to the link in the show notes and you'll be able to get started. Okay. I want to like tell you, like, you know, go to TeresaForever.com or something backslash whatever, but I actually don't remember the link. So just go to the link in the show notes and you'll be able to enroll in the free mini course. And I promise it's worth your time. Like it's less than one hour. How easy can it get? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't cheat yourself out of this opportunity. I I've put my best stuff in this mini course and it's absolutely free because I want to help you. All right. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get into this episode. What's up? It's your girl T forever. And you are now tuned into the how to turn your goals into reality podcast. I help purpose driven goal getters, leaders, and big dreamers who struggle with self-discipline and procrastination to take action on their big, crazy business and lifestyle goals. All so that you can live 100% in control of your life. So you know what I mean, right? Imagine a life where you have 100% control of your time, your income, your relationships, your environment, all that good stuff, right? So this is the place where you come to learn practical strategies that'll help you to turn your goals into reality in 90 days or less. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, what's up? It's your girl T forever and I am super excited to be here with you guys again. Thank you for joining us. And today we have a very special guest. Like when you hear her story, you're going to feel, I, I honestly believe that you'll be able to connect with her on like a deep level because of the fact that she's not only a mother, she's an entrepreneur. She's a big dreamer. She's somebody who desires to live her purpose and who's actually going, going for it. You know, like we all talk about it. We all dream about it, but how many of us are actually executing it? right? So this, this episode today is really going to push you to not just think big and dream big, but to actually put some steps in order to get the results that you want. So I'm going to introduce you to my girl, Simone. How are you? Hi, I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so, so excited. Awesome. I'm glad that you're here. Honestly, when I when I was just like doing a bit of research on you and just looking into your story and learning about what you do and stuff, I was like, yo, we got to get this girl on the podcast. Like she's, 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 <laughs> you are the embodiment of what my audience desires, you know? So yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for them to hear your story. So what exactly do you do? What is your business? Yeah. So my business is, I am a business coach. So I actually work with, um, women, mostly service-based entrepreneurs, like writers, web designers, social media managers, virtual assistants. And I really help them get their business together, get super empowered about the decisions they're making and have a really solid online presence. Um, I have a background in social media and advertising. So it was kind of a natural progression into um, business coaching. And I just love it. I love my clients. I love working with them. I love just the entrepreneurial side of life has kind of been that missing puzzle piece that I didn't know I could have. I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I wasn't quite sure how and 
which way it would happen. So it was just so much fun to start my business. And I just love helping people. And I have so many big things, you know, ideas and things coming that I'm just, I just love it. It's just such a natural thing for me. Yeah, I hear you. So before we even go any further, I just want you guys to understand where she's coming from. So in, I believe it was less than a year, you were able to match your nine to five income, right? Yes. Tell us about that. What, like, how did that happen? You got to break that down. Oh my goodness. So many things. So, (laughs) um, so one of the big things in my business, so I, I started, um, I guess I should read mine, but, um, I started my business in June of 2019. So last year, and I decided I'm just going to go for this business thing. I had decided at the beginning of 2019 and it took me a full six months to get the courage to start a business. Yeah, yeah. When I finally decided to start a business, I was like, okay, let me become a virtual assistant, a social media manager. I did that and uh, quickly realized that people wanted coaching from me. They really saw that within me before I saw it in myself, which was crazy. And mm-hmm. that will happen a lot of times to people oh, that yeah. other people will see it in you before you see it in you. It's so true. Um, I ended up just, uh, just really going, you know, I say balls to the wall, but like I really (laughs) went crazy and I really just narrowed down on what I wanted to do, which turned out to be first, um, social media coaching, then transitioning to business coaching. So what that really looked like for me was I was so crazy passionate about building this business and so crazy passionate about serving my clients that naturally, and I hate to say this because it makes it sound easy. It wasn't easy, but naturally what happened was I was engaging a lot, um, with people on social media. I was coming out with packages that people really wanted to buy. And I was really in, excuse me, I was really in sync and really aligned with what my audience wanted from me. So all of those there, how did you know what they wanted from you? So many ways. I have a lot of conversations with people. I have a really, I have a a knack for getting to know people and getting, um, getting to understand exactly what people like. So, um, I very much like, (laughs) this sounds funny, but like I kept my ear to the streets. Like I just listened to what they really wanted. So anytime Mm -hmm. I had a conversation in DMs, anytime I had a market research call, anytime I had some sort of casual conversation, oh girl, I'm struggling with this. I can't get my engagement up. I can't find clients. I can't do this. I would listen to that and I say, how can I help? How can I help this person get to the next phase in their, in their Mm -hmm. business life? pretty much. And I was able to start compiling, you know, the things that people were looking for and creating programs around those, um, around their pain points and really creating a presence online that people thought was authentic. I mean, they still think I'm authentic, but you know, uh, a realistic and authentic presence online where I'm just me, I'm Mm. always just myself online. You're never going to find some girl who's, you know, shopping in Gucci. And I mean, you might in years, (laughs) but like, you know, like in Louis Vuitton, like that's just not really me. I'm an Amazon queen. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I I love like, a new water bottle. Like I always have like Come a new on. water bottle, but like just bringing myself and my personality, um, and matching it with what my, um, what my ideal clients wanted was that, that like marriage between the two. And I was able to create programs that really worked, um, for them and really just put my heart in 
and soul into my business because I care so much about their results. I care about my results. Of course, I care about my income, but I care so much more about what they're doing, what they're launching and what they're passionate about. I think what that's what I'm really good at is, um, helping them figure out what are they excited about? Because so many times in business, we just do what we think we should do. What's on autopilot. Okay. So-and-so is launching a group program. I'm going to launch a group program. Okay. So-and-so is doing one-on-one coaching. I'm going to do it. When truly you don't want to do that. You just think that's what you should do next. So I help them kind of uncover what is it that you really want to do? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to do a YouTube channel? Do you want to sell one-on-one coaching? Do you want to, you know, have a membership site? Like what is it? And, and bring that to the surface. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. No, that's awesome. I love that because you're not just teaching people to do, like, you're not just giving them a a model and saying, here, copy this. This is, this is what you're going to create. You're getting them to dig deep, find out what they want and then go create it. And that's the, the best way to like build your life and your business. But you know what I mean? Like I've had business mentors who just came to me and said, you know, copy, copy what I'm doing, copy this funnel, this email, all these things. Right. And it didn't work for me. I tried it for a long time and I was out of alignment. It wasn't what I wanted, you know? So it's, that's the best kind of mentoring is understanding yourself, being self-aware, knowing what you want, and then creating from that place. I love that. Like that's (laughs) gold. And that's how you're able to scale your business so quickly. Yes, exactly. So that's how I was able to do it. Also a really big part was just kind of letting go of the outcome. So Mm. my biggest sales month ever, um, I decided to just completely let go of whatever was going to happen. So I decided that I was going to have fun. I was going to experiment. I was going to really focus heavy on video and showing my personality, um, do some things that I had never done before. And my audience just ate it up and they loved it. So I ended up just, yeah, I ended up up booking a ton of clients. Like currently I have five one-on-one clients, which is insane because I have a nine to five job. So I'm supporting a lot of people. And, um, I think it really just comes from a place that I wasn't, I wasn't saying I want six one-on-one clients or five one-on-one clients. I just said like, whoever is open to working with me. And as long as they're a good fit energetically, then I'm willing to work with them as well. Instead of wanting, I need this client. I need this income. I need this because Mm it's more than just about income. It is so much more about your business income. And it's so much more than about your client's income, because I see a lot of business coaches just talking about their income from their clients or talking about their crazy huge month. And it's like, yes, we, it is our duty to talk about like the big strides that we're making so we can show other people we're inspirational, aspirational, but it's also super important to talk about the other wins. Like my client booked a podcast interview. She was so excited. Another client, like she had a launch where she signed up two new people in a day. The the money didn't matter, but the fact that she was able to do that. Yeah. Crazy. Like it was just so inspiring and amazing. So there's just more to it than just like, 10k months, 5k months. Like there's just more than that, you know? Girl. Oh my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> this message is like sinking into my heart because this is what I live for. This is literally this is what I cuz I feel like you're you're describing purpose. It's bigger than money. You're not working for the money. You're not trying to like build only build an empire. Of course that's important, but that's not your primary goal. You you're, you just want to help people and like add value to your community, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I think about it too. There's so many, there's so many milestones that it's kind of like, 
I've made, not I've made it, but like I'm going there, I'm, I'm making progress and things like that. And a lot of it is about like, what kind of lifestyle do you want? What kind of freedom do you want? And so many of us are chasing this entrepreneurial dream because we want the freedom. We want to stay home with our kids. We want to work at a coffee shop. I recently worked at a coffee shop on Monday and I had the best time. I was working (laughs) at a coffee shop. I moved to another coffee shop. I had a little croissant. I was like, this is the life. This is the life. This is so good. (laughs) And it was just that really simple little thing, just picking up and driving to a coffee shop and working and like interacting with people there. I was like, this is really fun. And that even made me feel in my purpose even more because I know I'm one step closer to that goal. And I know I can taste it. I know it's going to be here within that next year for myself. And I want the same thing for my clients too. If they want to work at a coffee shop, then they can go work at a coffee shop and not have to chain to their desk at their nine to five or doing something that they really don't want to do. I want to provide them with those options. Like you can dream bigger. You have to give yourself permission to dream. And so many of us just ax that dream at the very beginning because we just think it's so unrealistic and crazy, but it's not, it's not crazy. Yeah, it's so true. And you're living proof. You're doing it. Oh my goodness. So how did you, how did you move yourself from like being in survival mode, needing money to pay the bills to only freely wanting to serve people and add value to your community? Yeah, that was a big mindset shift. So, so something that I've been working on a lot is my mindset and, Mm. you know, really thinking about what it means to me to run my business and what success looks like. Right. Mm. So success to me at first, um, was getting a bunch of clients and that really just burnt me out really quickly. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went from this kind of scarcity mindset to, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. What am I doing to appreciating and being grateful for every single client that came my way. So anytime I sign a new client, I get super excited. I tell my husband, Mm -hmm. I tell my sister and I'm like, yes, this is so exciting. And I just sit in that gratitude. I journal about it. And I'm like, this person has chosen me you know, chosen to invest in me, to invest in this relationship and to invest in, you know, bettering themselves. How big is that? Like how crazy exciting is that for both me and for them? So, um, just really just sitting in gratitude and also always reflecting on like how far, you know, things have come from me signing, you know, um, one-on-one, a one-on-one client at, you know, very minimal amount just to get the exposure actually from free coaching. Cause I did a lot of free coaching first, yeah. just out of passion. I loved helping people mm. all the way to having, you know, selling packages that are $10,000. You're just yes, like, girl. you know, like, how is that possible? So just sitting in that gratitude, mm. thinking about how far I come has really helped me get out of that scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Also thanking every time I have a bill, like it's, it's a little woo woo, but like, <laughs> you know, especially a business bill, but I'm like, thank you. Like, oh, thank yeah. you God for letting me pay this bill. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for, you know, actually having the money in my account instead of being like, Ooh, I'm paying $2,000 for this a month. Oh, yeah. it's like, I get to pay for that. I get mm-hmm. to have this business. It was just a pipe dream. But, you know, a year ago, and I didn't think I would have a team of people supporting me or doing, you know, like I have a videographer starting who's going to be starting my YouTube channel. And I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I dreamed of that. But it's like when you start opening yourself up to like 
anything can happen and there's so many possibilities mm. and, and sitting in gratitude for how far you've come, even if it's small, even if you're like, but Simone, I don't have clients yet. Well, you, you built your website though, you know, exactly. well, you pitched somebody while well, you, um, you made some business cards. That's something mm. that you can be grateful and proud of, you know? So just starting at the smallest thing that you can find and just fixating on how grateful you are that you were brave enough to do all of these things is that's like really what has propelled me and kept me going. So mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> wow, man. I feel honestly like we are like twins because so much of what you mentioned is what I do. I have a gratitude journal. I journal all the time about everything. I'm very reflective. And I also love like working in a busy place, like a coffee shop or a library or something where there's people and movement and life and, you know, so I feel like we're twins. What's your personality type? Okay. So my personality type, um, so many, like which one? (laughs) (laughs) So many. So uh, first of all, like very at surface level, I'm a Gemini. So like June 18th, like is my birthday. I'm June 17th. Crazy girl, what? <laughs> Hold on. This is why. This is why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That. So every time I meet people who are super like minded, I the first thing I usually ask. That's funny that you asked my personality type. That's the first thing mm. I do. I say, "Are you a Gemini?" Mm. Because I have this weird, uncanny way of <laughs> being both, like being in duality at all times. It's like mm. being grateful, but being super ambitious, right? Right. We're able to kind of, you know, take our time that we need and be introverted and reflect, but then be super social. Like, exactly. like you at the coffee shop, you're both at the same time. So yeah. it's super exciting. And we get a bad rep, you know, Gemini's get the, <laughs> the bad, crazy rep. But it's like when you understand us and you know how to like interact with us, you realize that we're fun. Like we always like to have a good time. We always like to be the life of the party. We can always, we can chill too. And we can have a deep conversation about life as well. So that's, that is the main personality type I interact with, but I think I am a, whatever Oprah is because. Oh, ENFJ. Yes. I, yeah. That's what I am. Me too. That's crazy. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's what I am. Um, cause I was looking at, uh, I was looking up the people who are the same and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. A few months ago I did an episode. I don't think I recorded it on the podcast, but I did it. Uh, I wrote a blog on, Mm -hmm. um, um, my personality type. So for those of you who have not read that blog, I will, um, connect it in the show notes and then you can go and take your personality test to find out what your Myers-Briggs it's a quiz and there are 16 different types of personalities and apparently the ANFJs which is what Simone and I are is a rare um personality type like in the world so it's crazy that she's here and that's why I feel so connected like that's why we're so similar and like even though um the test will give you like um, some letters and tell you like how you function best and what your personality type is and all that jazz. It's you're still unique in that, like the way that you um, express yourself is, is unique to you. The way that you carry yourself is unique to you. And, and there's still like different things about you that is different from someone else that has the same personality as you. So the, the personality test basically puts you in a category to say, this is how you see the world. This is how you understand things. This is how you learn best. 
but you're still unique. So don't feel like, you know, once you do the test, you're stuck in this box and you're trapped. And no, it's, it's not like that. It's just a general idea of like who you are and how you interact with people and all that stuff. So check it out because it's really, really interesting and you'll learn a lot about yourself. Totally. All right. So when you started your business, Simone, you had a daughter, right? Gia. Yeah, Gia. Okay. So how, how was that dynamic? How did you start your business while also having like a toddler? Yeah, I just kind of felt in my life, um, you know, when I started my business, I, like I said before, I, it took me six months to get the courage to really start it. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like really slowly piecing things together. But, um, because she was already, I think she was like two and a half, three, no, she was, yeah, three. And so it was kind of a no brainer for me. I'm like, I just have to do something. I was kind of at a point in my life where I'm like, I don't like the direction things are going. Mm. Not that I hated my life or anything like that, but I'm like, there's so much more to life. And so when I decided to start my business, I just really was like, we'll just see where it goes. And with my daughter, part of the equation, um, I am one to tend to jump into things like both feet and Mm. I've jumped into my business, both feet. So it was kind of hard at the beginning um, finding time to, for my business, finding, you know, the consistency that I really needed to succeed. But luckily I was so passionate and excited about it that every free waking moment, like when she went to bed, I was working on my business in the morning. I would work on my business. Like if, if I was able, I would take days off of work. I would Mm. honestly just take PTO days and work on my business to get it where it needed to go because I was just so excited about things. And it just was like, I knew I owed it to her to show her that mommy could do it. Right. Mm. So mommy has to be strong as well. And mommy has to follow her passions because so many times as women, we put our own needs on the back burner. We put everything on the back burner to take care of our families, to work at our jobs, do all this stuff, do what's expected of us. And there's just more, we don't have to do what's expected of us. We can do what we want to do. And all these people who say, well, I have four kids and I can't do it. I have entrepreneurial friends who have five kids and they're right. out here. So exactly. there's not excuse. There's not an excuse. And yes, there are extenuating life, life circumstances that will make it harder. But if you have that fire and that passion in your heart, then 100% you can reach that goal. Like I plan on having another baby and I will still do my business. Like, but mm. every single time you have a life change and a life shift, you can shift your business too. You don't have to be rigid and I'm doing this with my business. You know, maybe you do one-on-one coaching now, but you want to focus on passive income. So you don't Mm. have to be as, you know, hands-on and you can work in the off hours instead of in the nine to five space when people can take calls. So it's just a decision. It's an energetic decision that you make that you put out to the universe. I'm going to make this work and the universe is going to come or God is going to come to meet me at my decision. And that's what it mm-hmm. is being a business owner. You decide you're going to make it happen and you kind of surrender to the how and the when, and it does like, mm-hmm. I, I truly believe and especially with kids, you just, you just have to do it for them. Like you really have to think about that end goal of, you know, them being in your life a little bit more and creating that freedom. I think that's what a lot of us dream of as moms, just having that time with them. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so true. And I love what you said about like God or the universe working to, to help you to achieve the goal, because there's a verse in, um, in Romans in the Bible, I believe in God, 
And I, yeah. I, I'm like the way that I think about it, like when people say the universe and stuff, I think the universe is God. You know what I mean? Like God is the universe. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, but, um, what I, in Romans, there's a verse that says all, God causes all things to work together for our good. And anytime anything like happens in my life and I feel like I'm out of control or things are out of alignment or anything, I'm like, this is working for me. Like yeah. if it's something happens and like, let's say I lose money or something happens, this is developing my character. This yeah. is developing my um, ability to manage money. This is developing, right. you know, some kind of wisdom in me to better prepare me for the future. So no matter what the outcome is, like no matter what's happening, it's working for my good, you know? It so, is. It's all yeah. working for your greatest good. I always say that it's all working for your greatest good. And, you know, everything is a lesson. It's either a 100%. lesson. Um, it's a learning. It's a lesson. So every single time, especially it's so important as an entrepreneur, because we get so many ups and downs and I don't ever want it to seem like I have always ups in my business. Cause I have low months. I have mentally low months. Oh, I have yeah income months that are not as expected, but it's really all about how you take it in stride. And like, you know, whether you believe in God, the universe, whatever, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter because Mm -hmm. you just have to have faith in and and truly have faith that it's going to work out because that is a cornerstone. It should be a cornerstone of all of our businesses because the true, in my opinion, the true reason why so many, um, entrepreneurs aren't successful is because they give up too quick. They don't have that and they give up way too quickly. So when you could have put, um, two years into your business and, and seen 10 K 20 K months, um, instead you stopped after three months because you didn't Mm. hit 10 K in three months. And it's Mm. like, that's not really how things work. It's a building block. You have to build the foundation of your business and keep on that. And every single, you know, learning, or if you look at it as a loss, then it's going to be that much harder to have another month or another quarter that's really profitable and exciting and something that really fills you up. So um, it's just important to just keep your perspective on all these things. Mm. Like time I have like, let's say, for example, a sales call that doesn't convert. I'm like, well, at least I got some market research out of it. I know exactly. what she's struggling with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it gives me and it it gives me a chance to practice handling objections. It gives me a chance to connect with a new person. Yeah. And I tell my clients and myself, a no isn't a no forever. Maybe your ticket, maybe your um offer is too high and you need a lower ticket offer. Maybe it's showing you a gap in your product suite. Like there's so many things that you can take from one call or one rejection in air quotes, but mm. um, it's not, it's, it's a lesson and you should be grateful that anybody would want to get on a sales call with you, you know? Right, right. right. <laughs> I love me. that you say that. I remember when I first started my business, I was doing one-on-one coaching and I used to get like, I was so enthusiastic and excited about like, you know, talking to new people and learning about them and all this. And then after a while of hearing people saying no, and like making no sales at all, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe like I got to move on to something else. Maybe like, cause this was, it was so discouraging for me. I'm like, everybody's saying no, but then I learned like now looking back to like years ago, I learned that I wasn't just talking to new people and just like, you know, inviting them to join me in my program. I was doing market research, you know? Like that's what helped me to create my program. If I didn't have those conversations, I wouldn't know what their pain points were. I wouldn't know what they needed support with and like all that stuff, you know? 
So I love that you say that. Absolutely. Yeah. I just like that big change in perspective has really helped me because um, I think in January I heard seven or eight no's to Mm -hmm. my programs, which was really hard because that, I mean, I got probably 15 people on the phone and half of them were no's. And I prided myself before that on having a very high close rate. And then I realized that like, it really doesn't have anything to do with you. If you did your best, right? If you did your best and if you had a great program that you know, based on market research would help them, they're, they're talking based out of fear. They're saying yeah. no based out of fear and yeah. you can do some mini coaching around fear. But if in their heart, they really don't believe in themselves and believe in their business, there's nothing that you can say to them. So I just right. kind of bless them, release them and just kind of mm. say, okay, girl, like I'm going to re- remove myself from this outcome and not feel bitter about you saying mm. no to me. And just move on because you're going to come back around and Mm. you're going to realize that you do need the help um, or you do need something. And I'll have them, I'll have an offer for you. That's right for you. But maybe now is just not the time and that's okay. And it took me a little, it took me a little while to like get there. I'm not going to say like, Oh, every single call was so great. (laughs) But like, cause I cried a little bit for sure. Why Why me? But (laughs) you know, my husband too has been a really big help in just being like, Simone like you cannot like you just it, you just have to keep going you have mm. to just make sure that you're doing the best you could you're handling objections and you're using all the sales um, strategies that you know and stay authentic at the same time that's all you can mm. do exactly do else. exactly oh that's so fire I love that and there's so much freedom in that like the pressure's off you don't need to like perform try to get people to like you or like you know, sell people a false yeah. idea of what it is that you're offering. You know, there's so much freedom in that on so many levels. So ah, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you BFF in the building. <laughs> so what did the process look like for you when you were starting to build your online business? Like, how did you know that you wanted to get into one-on-one coaching? How did you know it was aligned with your purpose and all that stuff? I think I first knew when, um, so I hired a business coach very early on and, mm-hmm. um, that was such a pivotal thing in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, Madison, if you're listening, Hey girl, <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically very early on in my business. And I've had the same business coach since then. Um, I decided not to do the whole coach hopping thing because I just wanted someone who knew my business and could help me grow. Yeah. Um, and she's a powerhouse coach, but I think something really important is that she really helped me and encouraged me when people were starting to ask for really consulting one-on-one coaching, um, to encourage me to go for it because I was living in fear. I'm going to be honest. I said, what if I launch a coaching program and nobody signs up? Like, Mm. what if I launch this and nobody likes it? The opposite happened. I started off kind of small um, with 90-minute intensives where I just get 90 minutes of one-on-one coaching with them and then launched a four-week program, then an eight-week program, then a 12-week program, and then six months, you know? So it just very much built upon it, – it built upon each other. That's not the right way to say it, but it like <laughs> kind of – you know, it built up from there. And I just kind of took one step in stride, one step at a time, instead of trying to just shoot for the moon right at the same time. Um, And that was really pivotal in building my business. I just decided to step past the fear and do it anyway. So um, 
I did a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to really do alone. Um, I mean, I could have done alone, but I just really didn't have the mindset or the accountability or support to do them alone. Mm. So hiring a, a coach was a really, really, really big thing for me that helped me reach those goals. And you know, building an online business, I just kind of took it one day at a time and kept my eyes on those really big goals that I knew I wanted to get to as well. And, and I kept reminding myself, like, it takes time to build. Like, that's something we don't talk about enough. Like, people just think that you can just run straight to the finish line, and everyone's going to be overnight success. But what you don't Mm -hmm. see is someone else's six failed businesses. Right. You don't see that someone else has gotten on 15 sales calls and only closed two, right. you know, and still like had a 5k month with two clients, but they heard 15 no's beforehand, yeah. you know, yeah. so yep. it's like, you don't see the behind the scenes a lot. So that's something I bring to my business as well as like, I share a lot of vulnerable post about me crying over losing a client or, mm-hmm. you know, a client who said no to me and then said yes to me. Like I want people to have the full picture. Of yeah. course, I'm not going to share everything, but like a pretty full picture of people know how I run my business. Like this week I was not feeling great and I haven't been posting. So I just posted like, Hey, I'm not feeling great. Um, you know, keep me in your prayers, like have some things going on. And they, mm. and everybody just came out the woodwork and said, Oh my gosh, I hope you're okay. I'm praying for you. I'm so happy for you. I'm happy you're here. And like anything I can do to support you. So building a community has been a huge cornerstone of my business as well. Like just building that community has been crazy and has really um, translated into more sales, having a community and not even trying to sell them, just having that community because they refer, they refer you to people and vice versa. And I've found clients that way. So it's just being authentic and building your community. Yeah. I hear you. (laughs) I hear you. That's awesome. I I love that. What I've found is that my people, like my strongest community is on Instagram. Have you found the same thing? Mine too. Yeah. Instagram is the place to be. Instagram and my Facebook group are like, my Facebook group was dead. And then over the past few months has grown, has some really great people in there. Um, And Instagram has just been my home for the last like nine months, really, where I have people that I talk to all the time, voice memos chatting with. Um, and it's just like, it's my happy place. I go on there and I check in with people and I just, I love Instagram. It's just, I never understand. I mean, I understand because if you don't put in the work to grow a community, especially on Instagram, you're not going to have one. If you're struggling to find biz besties on Instagram is because you're not putting the effort out first. You have to do is be vulnerable and be a little scared and say, I'm obsessed with you. I love you. You know, (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And I think for us, like with our personality type, it's easy for us to be vulnerable like that. Like I have no problem saying, girl, I love you. Like I see you right now. I I really honestly love you. You know, I'm so glad that we made this connection because honestly, I I feel like we're twins. Like we do the same thing. We think the same way. We have the same struggles, fears, all that jazz. Like, and your vulnerability and, and ability to be authentic, like it's pulling at my heart. Like, (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I really love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, it's, and that's why this is like what I love about Instagram and some, sometimes Facebook too, is that you just beat these people who just, you would never cross paths with, uh, cross paths with, yeah. but basically you would never meet them in real life based exactly. on like where you live, exactly. like what you do in your nine to five job, you know, right. what's going on in your life. But the internet is so cool. And being able 
connect us in being able to light this fire within us and realize we're twin flames, right? You know, like we wouldn't (laughs) be able to just like, we might be in the same coffee shop and never cross paths, you know? So, um, I just love the internet for that reason. I know, (laughs) I know me too. Me too. So what are some of the challenges that you faced? I know that you mentioned like struggling with fear and like negative self-talk and like, you know, raising a, a child while building your business, but what are some of the real like challenges that you faced while you were building your business and how did you overcome them? Totally. So one of my biggest challenges, um, is always just finding time and Mm. not even finding, cause you can't find time, but making time for my Mm -hmm. business, making the time to do things. Cause sometimes I'm, I'll be honest, I get really frustrated sometimes when I don't have the time to do certain things in my business. So outsourcing has been a really big role in that. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's how I've overcome that, but I'm still working through the, you know, outsourcing and really like who I should be hiring and what, and how much to spend. All of that stuff has been interesting, but that has been one of my biggest struggles, balancing, like finding time to do my laundry, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) finding time to cook, all of that stuff. Because if I had my choice, I wouldn't be cooking or doing laundry. I would just be running my business, but girl, Right. And so I have people who help me. I have my husband who helps. I have, you know, my mom who pops in time to time to help, but like, it's really hard to just find that, that consistent rhythm and momentum. It always, not always, but most weeks it feels like, ah, so many things are going on and I just, ah, I just can't. Um, but I would say like the second challenge in my business, like definitely mindset, comparison, seeing other people's journeys and seeing that they're super successful on a faster timeline than you. They started their business at the same time and they're already hitting 20K months. Like that's really hard, but I had to tell myself everybody's in a different situation. Mm -hmm. A lot of those people don't have kids. A lot of those people are single or like not really have responsibilities. So I, I just kind of said, you know, you're running your own race, you're on your own path you're doing amazing. You're doing amazing. And yes. that's just it because I have people all the time. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're so inspirational. It's like, why do I feel this way that I'm always comparing myself? If everyone's telling me you're inspirational, you're, you're the bomb, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an internal problem. It's a mindset problem. So right. those are like my biggest struggles. And then like just balancing my nine to five can be a little bit rough sometimes because yeah if the workload is really heavy at my nine to five, it definitely takes a toll on my business because I have less energy. Right. Um, but those are just my main struggles. I, I feel like everything else is pretty, pretty chill, pretty even and consistent, which is great. I finally got to that place. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So what do you do when, when you feel like you, like your workload is really heavy and you know, you have deadlines that you have to meet in your business. And you also have a daughter and a husband and a social life and other things going on. Like, what do you do in those situations? Prioritize and reprioritize. (laughs) (laughs) I have a, I love an analog planner. So like I have a paper planner that I just love and I write in it every single week and Mm. I rewrite in it and then I use Asana too. So project management is really big for me Mm. and also checking in with myself and saying like, what do I need to do today to feel good? Like Mm -hmm. yesterday I went to the spa, like I took a half day from work and I went to the spa and I was like, this is what I need. Yeah. I didn't do all the business things I was supposed to do, but I felt so rejuvenated and like just healthy and happy. Yeah. So 
we prioritizing based on what would make me feel good? Sometimes what would make me feel good is spending two hours working on my business because I just right. love it that much. Other times it's taking my daughter to the park. Oh, yeah. um, so I kind of just look at like, what are the areas in my life that need most attention right now? Yeah. <laughs> is it the laundry that's piling up for the last, you know, three days? Yes, it is. So go tackle that laundry. And then I started implementing something too, where I try to take care of my family first. So I try to cook. I try to like clean up a little bit. Like, you know, I try to like make us set up for success first. And mm-hmm. then I feel really good about doing my business stuff because in the back of my mind, I don't have like, Oh, I got to do my laundry or I got to do this or that, or take out the yeah. trash or this. So, um, that's kind of how I prioritize it. Like whenever I'm like super overwhelmed, I kind of focus on cleaning my space up first and yeah. doing some chores. And then, um, and then I get mm-hmm. to my business stuff because your business will be there, but you know, the laundry, that's not going to do itself. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <laughs> How do you feel like being an entrepreneur has made you stronger as a person? Oh my gosh. Wow. Yes. Great question. So <laughs> I think being an entrepreneur has taught me resilience above mm. everything. I, I think like resilience has just been such a big part of my business being okay to pick back up when something didn't, a launch didn't go as well. Um, being able to just keep on going no matter what happens and having your, your eyes on the prize towards the end. And also truly, um, it's just been, it's, it's been just so, so, so life-changing to run Mm -hmm. your bit, to run my business and the strength I didn't know I had within me. I think, it has just been, it has made me feel so much stronger as a woman and as a person that I can do all of these things that I didn't think were possible. Mm -hmm. It really has given me just like so much purpose and just kind of has light lit up something in me that I didn't know I had inside of me until last year. So, um, I think personally too, I just let a lot of my dreams get buried and just pushed a lot of them to the side. And I decided that they weren't worth pursuing until I started my business. And I'm like, these are worth pursuing. I can dream these big, scary goals and gosh, darn it. I'm going to make, I'm going to make them happen. So I think that has been so, so, so pivotal. Like that's really what has changed within me is just knowing that and like embodying that CEO role. Like I always Mm. wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never embodied that CEO mentality. And Mm. that's something that really shifted once I started. I mean, it took me a few months, but once I realized, okay, this business is profitable and things are going well, like you are CEO and you get to make the decisions. You get Mm. to run, you know, run it and call the shots. Like that really changed me as a person that Mm. you're in control of your own life. Right. Mm. So that has kind of seeped out to other areas where I'm able to create boundaries with my personal life and my business and my nine to five. I don't take as much guff in my nine to five anymore. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> we're not doing that. So um, I think that's really what has changed the most about yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Honestly, we don't think about how much like when you step into your role as like being a boss in your own life and business, we don't think about how that really like um, kind of leaks into everything else that we do. Like the boundaries that I set, even with myself now, I'm like, girl, you are not eating that, you know, candy (laughs) past 11 o'clock at night or like whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I have boundaries, like 
I don't like to call them like I call them boundaries and stuff, but I more like to focus on the discipline aspect of it because I'm training myself to become who I know I need to be to hit my goals. And so I have these standards in place that I'm pursuing because I know it's good for me. Right. Like some of my friends hear me talk and they see what I do and they're like, girl, you're too strict. Like, how can you keep all of these rules and stuff? And I'm like, it's a standard is I'm just I know this is what I need. Like, this is going to help me to be better. This is going to help me to like create the life that I want. So it's easier. Like, it's not an easy journey, but it's easier to like to go after it when I know that it's working for my good. You know what I'm saying? It does. (laughs) Yeah. You you know that all of these disciplines and all of these habits that you're forming are going to get you closer to your end results. So you're more likely to do it. You know what I mean? Just like if you want to you know, eat healthier and like live a healthier life, you know, that like your blood pressure will get lower. Maybe your waistline will get lower, you know, mm-hmm. and so you're willing to put in the effort. And it's the same thing with your business. You're just willing to put that effort into your business because you know, all of these big habits, tracking your finances, who girl, yeah. but <laughs> tracking <laughs> your finances, like really staying on top of your to-do list, managing, delegating, um, doing certain things. Like I have business non-negotiables that I do pretty much every day. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I do those things and people are always like, how do you have time to do these things? I don't have time. I make the time to do them. It's because they're really important to growing my business. And when the time comes, I'll outsource some of them if it feels right. But I'm always going to do those things because I know they move the needle forward and they're cornerstones and foundations of my business, you know? So it's just like, it's not being strict. It's just having, you know, having goals and really trying to stick to them, which a lot of people don't. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. It's true. There's science that proves that 92% of people fail at pursuing their goals within the first 30 days of setting the goal. I believe it. I also like, I also think that like we set really strict goals sometimes, like too many goals at once is really detrimental. So Mm. when you have, and I think the same thing with a to-do list, when you have 10 things on your to-do list for the day, you're probably not going to get to all 10. And if you do, you're going to be rough and ragged. And it's the same thing with your goals. Like I switched to, I switched to quarterly goals because I'm like, let me do quarterly goals. Just like Mm -hmm. I said at my nine to five and I can put bigger things in there that really matter instead of all this like busy work every single month, you know, that's a really big thing as well. That is super important. Don't, don't put too much on there. Just the meaningful stuff, you know? Right. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. This was so good. So one last question, or this is the second last question. What would you say to someone who has buried their dreams? Like exactly what you were talking about. They've given into the pressures of life. They're feeling fear. They don't know what to do, where to start. And so now they've, they've just buried the dream and they don't, they're not doing anything with it. Well, first I would, I would give them a little bit of empathy and realize, you know, I've been there. I get it. 20, like, I just, I really understand how it feels to have those buried dreams. But what I would tell them is that what's the worst that can happen? Mm. What if you go for this dream, you go for this goal, you take these little baby steps to get there. And what if it does work out? So I think so many of us think like, what happens if it doesn't work out? Okay, well, you, you pivot and then you do something else or you work harder until you figure it out. But you really have to just let yourself dream. Like, even if, it starts with just journaling your wildest, craziest dreams. I have a, a list of wildest, craziest dreams, kind of like a bucket list, but like things I really, you know, it would be so cool if it happened. Like 
let yourself be open to the possibility and let yourself be open to the dream. And then ask yourself, who told you that dream was stupid? Mm. Was it you? Was it Mm. your husband? Was it your friends? Was it your mom? Was it your dad? And why does their opinion matter? Mm. It doesn't. Are you, are they living your life or are you living your life? Mm -hmm. Are you going to look on your deathbed and say, I wish I had really gone after this florist business where I make hand custom arrangements and blah, blah, blah. Who Mm. says you can't do it? Like if you, if you have the dream in your heart, if God put the dream in your your heart, then it can definitely happen. It just, you just have to make one step forward. Like what is one way that you can get closer to that buried dream every single day? Like the first thing is to really get honest with yourself about what are those dreams and write them down. Like I always say, document them, write them down. So when you can check them off, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was possible. Like, that's the first thing is to just write them down and don't say this is stupid. Like, stop, stop with that negative voice in your head because yeah. it's not, it's not stupid. It's really yeah. smart, actually. Yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. <laughs> we're so quick to doubt ourselves and doubt our vision, our potential and our like ability to achieve things. And right. so quick to just believe everything that everyone else tells us about ourselves. Like, it's crazy. So true. We, yeah. we we just listen to that voice over. We could have thirty people being like, "Go, girl, you're doing it." Yes, yeah. and yeah. then in your voice, in your head, you're like, "I can't do this." Oh yeah, I suck and I'm terrible, and I convert. Thirty likes on my post, so I shouldn't do it. And it's like, oh, no, just keep going because yeah. sometimes it's the thirtieth time you post something, or the thirtieth time, thirtieth time that you pitch somebody, then they say yes. And then right. it's a momentum. It's an energetic momentum. When you hear one yes, you hear 20 yeses. I'm right. that. So mm. you just have to just do it and keep going and just pan out. I used to, I used to do therapy and, um, my therapist said, you know, every time, cause we worked a lot on the negative voices. So every time mm-hmm. there was a negative voice, it was called thought stopping or thought blocking. And I would just say it would, the thought would pop up and I said, no, no, you know, like every yeah. single thing happened just to kind of be like, psh, you know, like, yeah, let it go. Yeah. So that's really important. Yeah. Girl, that's fire. This interview was fire. I love you. <laughs> Where can we find you online? Cause we need to follow you. Yes, follow me. Okay. So my um, Instagram is at Savvy Simone Social, two V's. So S A V V Y Simone, S I M O N E Social. Um, that is where you can find me. Uh, that's where I always hang out on Instagram. You can follow me. You can shoot me a message. I'll respond. I'm not one to leave you on red. You can leave my <laughs> voice memo. I love when people leave me voice memos. That is like my favorite way to communicate. And, um, yeah, if you follow me, I might send you a voice memo. <laughs> so you can you can follow me there. Um, keep an eye out because probably, you know, a, a few weeks after this um, call or not call, sorry, after this podcast interview, I'll be launching a YouTube channel. So you can definitely Woo! YouTube. Ah, yes. that's, my, that's my jam. I love YouTube. So okay, more to come about passive income strategies there. Yes. yes, girl. yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be focusing on a lot too. So definitely follow me when that channel is up as well. But um, thank you so much. This has been such like, it's really what I needed today. So <laughs> thank you. Girl, thank anytime. You. Thank you for coming. And I will link her Instagram in the show notes. So go and follow her and send her a message. Let her know 
what is the key takeaway that you got from this episode? Like be specific, tell her, you know, when you said this thing about, you know, um, building your business while having a daughter, I really resonated with that because of, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever your reason is like, really like get specific, let her know how this episode has made a difference in your life and business. Thank you again, Simone, for joining us. You are amazing, amazing, amazing. And she also has a, um, a Facebook group where she helps online entrepreneurs. Tell us about that. Yes. So um, my Facebook group is called Savvy Social Bosses with Simone Johnson. If you just look up Savvy Social Bosses, it'll probably pop right up. And so I do free trainings in there usually twice a week. I have guest speakers come. We talk all about business business, uh, entrepreneurship, social media. Um, and I get real in there. You guys see my real life. Usually my daughter pops into the videos. Um, so it's, it's a really fun community. That's and so cute. Supportive. So yes, there's definitely that as well. Awesome. 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 I will, we will see you guys in the Facebook group because I'm actually in the Facebook group as well. And she pops in there, like she said, twice a week, her daughter's in there sometimes, and it's a lot of fun. So if you um, resonated with what she said at all, if you are struggling with your online business, if you are an online coach who's looking to attract more high ticket clients, then this is the group for you. Like really come through and hear, hear the wisdom that she has to share and share your struggles and all that jazz because she's here to support you. Right. Definitely here to support and here to have fun too. have fun in your business. So that's, that's definitely super important. Definitely. All right, girl. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. And again, send Simone your key takeaways from this episode. We are looking forward to hearing about it. Talk to you guys soon. Ta-ta. All right. So there you go. You just heard from the one and only Simone. Woo! Like if you are not inspired from that episode, then you just slept through the whole thing. You need to go back to the beginning and hit play again because that woman is on fire. I'm so honestly grateful to know her. And honestly, I'm super excited because she has a workshop coming up. So on the 26th of this month, you can join her live to talk about diversity, inclusion, and privilege in entrepreneurship. So just a few days ago, she posted this like really interesting post on, on Instagram about how we are not able to see or we haven't seen diversity and inclusion in the online business space. Like there was a summit that she saw or there was a few summits that she saw online where there was all only white people. And she was like, where are my sisters at? Where are the black people? What are black people in the house? Right. <laughs> so she's hosting a workshop on the 26th of this month where she's going to be talking about diversity, inclusion and privilege in entrepreneurship. So this is, is a discussion that you definitely don't want to miss. If you would like to be a part of this, there is a link in the show notes where you'll get more information. And I promise you. It's going to like rock your brain. Okay. Like it's, it's really going to open your mind up and help you to see life from another perspective. No matter if you're white, black, Indian, Chinese, whatever, it doesn't matter. If you are in the online business space or if you aspire to be in that space, then this is a workshop that you need to attend. If you want to like be around other entrepreneurs, number one. And two, if you want to have a better understanding of, how to stand out 
in a in a like crowded market space. Because let's be honest, the online business space is growing. Like entrepreneurs are popping up out of nowhere. Like it's easy to start an online business, right? All you need is a business license, you know, an account to receive money and an offer, like a product, a service, something for sale, right? So if you're interested in being in this space, then this is a a workshop I'd highly recommend because you're going to be diving into some real, like some real life stuff when it comes to business. This is the ugly side, the not so pretty side that people don't really want to address, but she's going there. So if you are ready to go there and and you're like, you're just ready. I was going to say something else, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that. (laughs) I was going to say, if you have the guts, if you, if you are bold enough to have this discussion, if you're open enough to have this discussion, then you need to get into this, into this workshop. All right. So I'll include the link in the show notes. You can go there for more information. And I also want to share with you that she has a woman of color mastermind coming up. Woo! I know you're probably like, what, what woman of color mastermind? Yes. So it's going to be a strategy and sisterhood mastermind for women of color. And you can officially apply to be a part of this mastermind starting on the 27th of May. All right. So the enrollment has not started yet as of this publishing. So it depends on when you're listening to this, but this episode is released on the 25th. And so this Wednesday, May the 27th, she will have the enrollment open for you. So if you're interested, I highly, highly, highly recommend applying because this is going to be a a safe place for women of color, women of, of influence and women of who are in the online business space, who are just looking for a safe environment to share, you know, their struggles, their concerns, their perspective, and to, to be understood, you know? So if that's you, holla at Simone and she'll take care of you. That's it for this week. I hope that you have an awesome week. I hope that you were inspired. I hope that you feel fired up. And as always, stop dreaming, start doing. Reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know what your biggest takeaways were. I love you guys so much. And I'm excited that I get to do life with you every week. I'll talk to you next week. Peace out.